Good morning, everyone. How are we doing with that whole not complaining thing? (laughs) Actually, I I suppose for the people who are here new this week, I probably should do a little bit of explanation, right? (laughs) So uh, many of us here in the congregation a month ago decided we would take on this challenge of 21 days of complaint-freeness. And, uh, and if you see lots of people wearing the purple bracelets, the idea is every time you make a complaint, every time you verbalize a complaint, you switch it to your other arm to, to represent, oh, well, there I made a mistake, but, but I won't complain again. Um, well, I'll check in first just by saying that I have two days of complaint freeness <laughs> after a month of the program, right? <laughs> And, uh, but I'm not, but my enthusiasm is not diminished because what I will tell you is my life is actually quite different. I actually already feel different. Now they say that the 21, I, uh, the 21 consecutive complaint-free days, that what that will do is lead us into the place where we don't even need the bracelets anymore. That by the time we have been able to achieve 21 consecutive days of no complaints, we'll just be a non-complainer. We'll just be accepting of our life. We won't even have to consciously think of it anymore. It will simply become part of us to be more accepting of life, more loving of life, more able to live life as it comes to us. Now, does it mean that we have to become Pollyanna-ish and just ignore the stuff that isn't going well in our lives or in the world? No, actually not at all. In fact, one of the things that I have learned through this program is it actually prompts me to do something about the things that I can do something about. Where before I might have just kind of complained about it. It's kind of moved things off of the back burner onto the front burner. Do you know what I mean? Because rather than just complaining and knowing I'd have to switch my bracelet, I've either decided, well, I'm just going to actually embrace this and it's going to be fine, or I will really do what's necessary to make some changes. And I have. I've actually made some changes in my life that I think are really positive as a result of saying, all right, complain or do, complain or do, I guess I'll do something about it. So where are we in general? Most of us who are on the program now are probably in that stage that we call conscious competence. And the idea being there is we're getting fairly competent at not complaining, but it's still requiring some of our conscious effort. We're still sort of monitoring what's going to come out of our mouth and decide if it's something that we like to hear or if it's something that maybe we're going to change around a little bit so that it's not a complaint. That's okay. The idea of the program, though, is by the time we have racked up the 21 days, it'll start becoming unconscious. We won't even have to think about it. We will simply be more accepting, more loving, more positive, more able to see the gift of life, even when it looks a little on the funky side. So today I wanted to talk about a couple of the issues here because I'm pretty much the realist, those of you who know me, and I don't take some of these things lightly. I mean, I really have been doing this program and many of you have brought up issues for me and, and I've encountered them myself and one of them I wanted to talk about today. But before we get there, I think I have one last joke about complaining. So this is my excuse for talking in complaint because I get to tell a joke. (laughs) 
So Mary had had a tough day. Now at home, she stretched herself out on the couch to do a bit of what she thought would be well-deserved complaining. She moaned to her partner, work was horrible today. Nobody helps me there. Well, her partner is absorbed in thought and just says, that's too bad, honey. Mary continues, and then the phone calls I got today. There isn't an intelligent person left on the planet, I swear. And her partner says, so sorry, dear. Well, Mary, of course, by now is aware that her complaints are being totally ignored. And so she pipes up, and nobody loves me. Nobody even cares enough to listen to what I have to say. Her partner, not missing a beat, says, well, that's not true, Mary. Why, some people don't even know you. <laughs> I'm not usually that sharp on, on, on my game. So when should we complain? Because this is one of the questions I get. In fact, I had someone, I think someone very smart came to me last week and said, you know, sometimes complaining helps get things off my chest. Sometimes I actually feel um, either mad or, or, or angry or really like something will happen in the world and I kind of internalize it. And one of the ways I get rid of that excess emotion, one of the ways that I, I sort of cope is by getting it off my chest and often that'll involve me going to someone like Sharon and just saying, you know, I just had a, a totally shitty day. And, 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 you know, kind of talking about how I feel about it. Is that bad? Is that a complaint that I owned up to the fact that, uh, that I had a shitty day? And it's interesting. I think it's interesting because here's one of the cases where the language, the actual words used, may not be reflective of the intent. So what I just said maybe did sound a bit like a complaint, but you know what? I totally agree. It wasn't that I was going to relive my day with Sharon. It wasn't that I was going to say, and this happened, and this happened, and then so-and-so did that. And so, Do you know what I mean when we get on with those jags where we just really dig in and pick apart every, everything that happened and how horrible it was? I wasn't doing that. I was actually going to focus in and honestly share how I was feeling something and wanting to kind of unburden myself. And, and, and of course, Sharon would have been there as the kind of sympathetic uh, listener, not with the idea necessarily uh, that something needed to be done, right? But just to get it off our chest. And here, Will Bowen is in absolute agreement with that. Out of the complaint-free book, here's what he says. There are times when we all need to process what's going on in our lives to get a better handle on our situation. Processing and complaining are not the same thing. They can use the same words, however. He says, processing is sharing your feelings about something that has happened, not rehashing the events. If your boss yells at you, you may want to talk to your spouse about the experience and share how it made you feel. I felt surprised instead when she yelled at me, you might say. When processing an experience, make sure that what you're saying is centered on your experiences and your feelings with the intent of releasing them. Even with a therapist, it's important not to linger in the pain of any one experience for too long. One psychological study found that talking about neurotic symptoms actually increased the symptoms. Right? So the more we complain, in a sense, the more we're apt to find to complain about. 
So again, uh, it's more than just we're, we're getting better at our languaging. We're actually going to start experiencing a different version of life. The less we complain, the less we will actually, over time, seems like it needs to be changed. And so the complaining will go down, and we won't even have to think about it because our actual experience of the world will be better. We'll feel more in tune with what's going on in our lives. We'll have that sense that we're all in it together, making something new and something better, rather than picking apart the little pieces that, that hang out and stick out and seem different. So the end goal here, the end plan is, we don't even think about complaining anymore. It simply becomes part of who we are to love life, to notice the, the good things, to change those things that we need to change, and leave behind the rest in grace. So more information on how I did this week. Well, I got to tell you, yesterday was a day of both triumph and defeat. <laughs> so early in the morning, uh, oh, it was such an innocent phone call. <laughs> I was talking on the phone with a friend, and before I knew it, what I realized, because it kind of took me a little unaware, is that this friend is someone that in the past, often we would have compared notes on little unpleasantnesses that had happened. Do you know what I mean? Do you have any girlfriends or best friends that you get on the phone and you kind of, you know, well, the kids did this and the, and, and the whatever, and without even thinking about it, it was like, jump right into complaint. <laughs> and it was like halfway through the conversation, I went, oh, there goes the bracelet. <laughs> but... But I want to share, actually, my triumph with you, because this is quite a triumph, and I think you'll, you can identify it. So I knew ahead of time that in the evening, I was going to be at a party with 50 people. Now, I don't know what your life is like and the people that are in your life, but I think it's almost customary anymore that you greet people with a complaint. <laughs> Have you noticed this? It's, it's like, hi, how you doing? Isn't this weather shitty? Oh, yeah, yeah I know. I thought we were supposed to be in summer, right? Or, or, or you'll, you'll meet up with someone and you'll say, uh, how are your kids? Are they still so much trouble? Do you know, do you know what I mean? It's like, the, like right from the get-go, it's the invitation to find fault with people's lives, with people's partners, with people's children, with people's jobs, Right? And so here was a group of people, most of whom I hadn't seen in a bit of while. Of course, they were going to want to know what wrong was going on in my life. But I was prepared, right? And this is the triumph. I think this is just a huge triumph for me. And that is, knowing that I was going to go and knowing that I wanted to have a good time, I was ready with the story of my life on the bright side, so that when people would invite me to complain, it's not that I would ignore or discount their experience of the world. That would be okay. But I wasn't going to get drawn into the complaining part of it. And so, so my greeting would be, would be more like, oh my gosh, I've been having so much fun lately. The, the garden's in full bloom. My peonies are up. And do you know what I mean? I, I readily in my mind had some of the triumphs and some of the, the joyous things going on in my life. Some of the things that are working so well and so sweet. In fact, I even talked about the no complaining program here uh, uh, from the center a little bit to a couple of them. The idea was I was ready. 
I had known that this capability for falling into this old pattern existed, right? And instead of walking down that path, I was already halfway down another path. It totally made my evening. And the evening actually was delightful. It was a lot of fun. There was dancing and music. And I think that everyone, what I noticed was people were kind of hanging around me in a way that they hadn't before. And I will attribute that almost entirely to the good vibes, if you will, that I was given off. So you want to be the life of the party? It's all about not doing something. <laughs> in fact uh, someone was very funny last week they came up to me and said you mean you're going to spend all month talking about not doing something <laughs> and I guess we have <laughs> so where I'd like to end this series is a, a very simple way uh, 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 just a reminder if you will encapsulating all four of the Sundays this month to talk about what we do when that little niggle comes up in our mind that, that little uh, feeling of things aren't the way they should be. It's like, how do we handle it? Because in itself, there is nothing wrong with that. All of us want to make changes in our life. All of us see things in our life that we might want to be a little different. This isn't to quell that or it isn't to, to squash that idea of making changes in our life. But when that little inkling comes up that I'm dissatisfied, here's how we handle it. First of all, we ask ourselves, are we going to change it? Is this useful? Is this just a, a, a kind of a generalized kvetching about life? Because if so, if I'm just going to complain and not do anything, let's just put it aside. Let's just fall silent, right? It's not really going to add anything to the conversation. It's, if anything, we'll just make people view me as maybe being a bit of a complainer for no good reason. If, however, we are going to change something, oh my gosh, this is wonderful. There's nothing wrong with explaining what you want to someone else if they're the person that can help you do that thing. It's not complaining. It's just making a request. Uh, in the book, he uses the example of uh, uh, accidentally being in a motel room that's right next to where the garbage picks up every morning. And, and Will uh, Bowen says, well, go up to the front desk and just say, I would like to be in a room that's quieter. Sure, it sounds like a complaint, but you're doing something about it. You're not kvetching. It isn't just, uh, you know, using up your mouth, talking to someone who can't do something about it, about how awful your room is, right? It's going to the person that can actually fix it and making a change. That's great. If, if that little niggling that the world isn't the way it should be comes up in your mind and you're not going to do thing, anything about it, let it go. Here's our path of acceptance. Let us find something else in our lives that, that we can occupy our mind that's more positive and more useful and more sweet. Let's not use it as an excuse for venting out in the world and just creating more trouble. Let's just let it pass. And then finally, what we learned today, which I think is really important too, sometimes we just need to get our feelings out in the open. And this is a great thing to do. This is not in the spirit of complaining. This is in the spirit of being authentic and loving with the people that care about you. So if something has happened that has made you profoundly sad, if there's something going on in your life that really just pisses you off, it is fine to go to a friend and say, here is how I'm feeling. You're not kvetching. 
processing. You're processing. You're allowing your own emotions to be genuine and heartfelt. And that's one of the ways that we don't store up some of those feelings in our minds and our bodies that can later lead to disease or one final question, or a, yeah, I guess it is a question. So how are you feeling? And the reason, thank you, Suki said she's feeling better. And you know what? In the studies they have done of people that have done this program for some time, they are actually feeling better. And, and even beyond the, just the psychological benefits of, of not being in that place of complaining anymore, but think about what a complaint is, and I think you'll see why literally, physically, we might be feeling better. What is a complaint? A complaint is being at odds with reality. So there's the reality of what happened or what's going on. There's the reality of, uh, of the things that you don't like or whatever on in life. And when you're in opposition to them, when you're complaining about them, what you're saying is, I'm resisting life. And that's that same mechanism that we used in ancient times to, to do the, the flee or fight sort of response. It's building up that tension in our own bodies, in our endocrine systems, in, the, uh, in our hormone systems to ready us for the battle, right? We've, to, to our body, it's like we've got the axe ready so that we can defend ourselves from the dinosaur or whatever, but the more you complain, you're kind of just stuck then in that place of being stressed out. The more that you complain and not resolve it, you simply say the world continually is not the way I want it to be. The world continually is upsetting to me. You're building on the stress. Will Bowen did some uh, research. Guess how much money we spend just on medication for stress-related illness? $3.2 billion a year. $3.2 billion a year on acid reducers for the stomach, anti-anxiety medication, on medication to lower our blood pressure because we get too wound up. Billions of dollars we spend because we're stressed out. Who actually brings on that stress? Now, I know a lot of us would like to say, it's my husband, it's my wife, it's that job, it's those kids. But the reality is, we take on the stress. No one really can do that to us. We may choose to put ourselves in positions of, of difficulty, but it is always us that takes on the stress. Not complaining is one of the ways we can relieve that stress. Now, certainly there is stress beyond just that caused by complaint, but if you are physically feeling better and you've been on this program for a while, I'm not surprised. You are less at odds with life. You are becoming in that place of, of really unity with your life, your body, with the goodness and the sweetness of, of love. You're, you're having more of that open heart. Again, when you're in a position of complaining about things, normally you can even feel it, right? Your heart's closing up. When you are accepting, when you are loving, when you know that the world is on your side and you're just going to let go of the extraneous stuff that's bothersome, your heart opens. It allows more love into your life. 
It allows your body to fall into its natural regulation systems. Uh, your your uh, bodily systems start working the way they're intended to be, to bring down blood pressure, to allow healing to happen easily. You become healthier. So what are those three points again? When that little urge to kvetch and, and kniggle, I love some of the Jewish terms that they use for, uh, for complaining about things because I think they actually sound like a little bit of a complaint. So when those urges come up in you, first question, am I going to change it? And if the answer is yes, then go change it. That's perfect. You can even change it instead of complaining about it. Number two, if you're not going to do a darn thing about it, just fall silent. There's no need to express that. And then number three, if you have some emotions that that need to be expressed, let us express them. Even if the words themselves sound a bit like a complaint when you express them to a a friend or a practitioner or a relative, it's okay because your intent isn't to do nothing about it. Your intent is just to release it, and that is a good thing. I'm going to conclude with one final uh, quote from this book and a prayer. And this is what uh, Will Bowen has to say something about this idea of, uh, of complaining being equated to stress. He says, when we complain, we're saying that something is wrong. When we complain often, we live in a state of something is wrong, and this increases stress. Imagine if someone were constantly telling you, beware, watch out. Would it not make your life stressful if someone were repeatedly pointing out the dangers and the the, the trouble you experience? Of course it would. And when you complain frequently, that person is you. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe that is this thing called life. And what I know about life is it's good, it's irrepressible, and it's now. It's happening right now in this very moment. And what that means to me is that my life, as it unfolds, will have things in it that I think of as good and think of it as bad, and I, for my part, will highlight the good. I, for my part, will concentrate on the things that are working well, knowing that it ushers in a time of more of those things, that, that as I relish the good, more good comes. As I, as I uh, kinder the love, more love comes. That as the joy and the peace and the sweetness of my life is embraced, the other things fall by the wayside. That's what I know for me. And as a non-complainer, I know that I can make changes in my life. I know that I can unburden my heart and that I can do it all, all with sweet love. As it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room. Each person here has the capability of noticing what's about to come out of their mouths and make a choice. (laughs) knowing whether it's going to be a complaint, knowing whether it's going to be a sweet celebration of life, and making that choice. And I'm just grateful for this. I'm grateful to be here in the presence and the power of God, showing up as all the people in this room, all this love, all this potential, all this joy. I just let it be, and so it is. Thank you so much for being here today. So glad you're here.